Well, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us in this way. I, I know uh, it's uh, a little bit different to have a, a guided prayer time uh, on, uh, on live stream, but um, uh, we, we wanted to take time uh, to pray this morning because we, we really believe uh, that just talking to each other, just encouraging each other, just uh, listening to the news or understanding the facts isn't, uh, isn't sufficient. Uh, all those things are good and necessary, but, uh, but the one thing that we can't uh, neglect to do is to seek God in the midst of our need because he is there to be found. Uh, and so I hope you're encouraged by that and you'll continue praying with us. Uh, and as I mentioned on the front end, uh, at least once, to tw once or twice a week, we will be having Facebook Live events during your lunch break around that 1230 time. Just a, a brief time, no more than 20 minutes where we'll have an opportunity to encourage each other from the word and pray together. I hope you'll take advantage uh, of those opportunities uh, in the midst of uh, this kind of unusual schedule over, over the, the next few weeks. This morning, though, uh, in, in the next 20 minutes, what I want to do is, is use our time uh, to speak to you from Psalm 46. Uh, our text uh, for this message, as I mentioned, is, is Psalm 46. I want to talk to us about facing our fears and embracing our mission in the midst of this pandemic. Facing our fears and embracing our mission in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of the coronavirus. The coronavirus isn't a laughing matter. Um, in fact, if you've watched the news, um, you're, you're more dumbfounded and perhaps uh, drawn to uh, some tears as you see some of the, the carnage that, uh, that it's brought about, especially in other countries, but also even right here in our own country as, um, as the news unfolds about what's taking place in the, in the nursing home in Seattle and what's taking place in New York and all around us. It's, uh, it's, it's no laughing matter. It's a serious time in our country. Uh, but, you know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but, uh, but think of the, uh, the keep calm memes. You know, over the last few months, there's been a lot of conversation as to how serious the coronavirus is, what its death rate is, uh, how many people have it, how quick it spreads. And I've been thinking about the different responses that, that people have had. And, uh, and so uh, I, I want you if, you, could, if you could make your own meme, your own keep calm meme, uh, you know, keep calm and carry on is the, uh, the kind of classic meme. Uh, what would your meme be for the coronavirus? I, I thought of some uh, that, uh, that would be appropriate. Um, some of these aren't original to me, but, uh, you know, the, the typical or the standard keep calm and carry on meme we all know. But uh, if, you, if you add the asterisk by it, keep calm and carry on with at least six feet from the other person, right? Uh, uh, practicing social distancing. Uh, you know, some, some people I, I uh, have enjoyed hearing the updates from uh, Dr. Fauci from the CDC. Uh, and uh, one of, the, one of the, the memes I feel like that, that he would embrace is keep calm and wash your hands for at least 20 seconds, right? Um, if you've been to, to Costco lately, you know, or, or Sam's or Walmart or Meyer, wherever you go, you know that uh, everybody's keep calm meme is keep calm and buy as much toilet paper as you can. Uh, at some point on the other side of this, uh, I know that there's going to be a black market uh, for toilet paper in our area. And so uh, I hope if, uh, if you were one of those hoarders uh, that you'll have grace and mercy upon us uh, who didn't get enough and uh, we'll share it when the time comes. Um, all those are, are funny and perhaps have, uh, have a little bit uh, of truth to them. But the, the one thing that I think we need to hear this morning and that Psalm 46 uh, has to say to us is that we can keep calm 
and trust that God is our refuge. We can keep calm and trust that God is our refuge. You know, I feel like we're asking ourselves every day, is there any safe place? You know, when you think about going out, uh, it's easy for uh, the question to enter your mind uh, as to whether or not it's safe to go there. Is, is there any safe place for us in the midst of this pandemic? I mentioned earlier that there are some within our church who are on the front lines medically of caring uh, for uh, this, this pandemic. And uh, when you think about going to work, some of you get to work from home. Some of you may be facing a reality of not being able to work because of the dynamics at play or being uh, put in a situation where you're having to go into work, but you're not really sure it's a safe environment. We're asking ourselves, is there any safe place? And, uh, and, and basically the answer right now is your home is safe as long as you have Clorox wipes, right? Like as long as you wipe everything down, then, then it's safe. But, but I, but I want to talk to us about finding a safe place in God, a safe place in God as our refuge from Psalm 46. We can say keep calm because God is with us. Listen to Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. In trouble. This text will be uh, in the comment sections if you want to click on the link or if you have your Bibles open. Listen to verse 2. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way and though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Come, behold, excuse me, and God will help her when the morning dawns. The nations rage and the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he was brought to desolations on the earth, and he makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You see, Psalm 46 is a psalm about Zion or, or Jerusalem. Um, and really, in being a psalm or a song about Jerusalem, it's not so much about the place as much as it is about the God who is in the midst of Jerusalem. God's presence is associated in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, with Zion and with Jerusalem. And so we see in our passage that it's a, in this, in this psalm, that it's really a psalm about God's presence. Twice in verse 7 and verse 11, we have the refrain repeated, God is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The, the psalm's context is, isn't given to us. We, we don't know exactly what's happening when this psalm is written, but we know that it's a time of crisis. We, we know that it's a time of uncertainty. Uh, and because the details aren't given, in some ways, Psalm 46 can transcend our circumstances. And, and it speaks to us. It's God's word to us, his word of comfort and assurance, his word of, of challenge to us in the midst of, of our circumstances, whether it be natural disasters, personal failings, and even global pandemics. Psalm 46 is God's word to us. It's, it's, not, it's not primarily what it means to trust God. Listen, I, I, I think what we need to, to hear uh, is, is our need to trust God, but, but the, the way that I believe we will actually trust God 
is not by being told about how to trust God, but being reminded of the God who we can trust. Psalm 46 isn't, isn't a practical psalm about how to trust God. Psalm 46 is a, a psalm that, that opens our eyes to God and shows us the God who is worthy of our trust. I want to show you three quick things about this God who's worthy of our trust from Psalm 46 because it's understanding who God is that helps us to, to face our fears and to embrace our mission in the midst of this pandemic. The first word of Psalm 46 is what we need most, God. What's true of God? Three things are true of God. God is our refuge, Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in our time of need. It, the, the psalm starts with what we need most. It starts with God, and it makes two assertions about God, that he is our refuge and that he is our strength. Now, now what is this saying in, in light of, of who God is, his character? He's a safe place, a refuge, a place that you would run in time of need to, to take shelter, uh, to, to be secure. And because God is our, uh, our refuge, we know that he provides us our safety. We are secure in him. And, and if we zoom out from what Psalm 46 is saying and we look at the, the totality of God's word, we know that we are secure in God no matter what our circumstances may bring. No matter if we contract coronavirus and, and, and have COVID-19. No, no matter what circumstance we face, what's taken out from underneath us, a job that is lost or, uh, or a pain that is experienced, we know that we have an ultimate security in God because we have one who can't be taken from us even in death. God is our refuge. We are secure in him because Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead, defeating death. We who are fearful of death and afraid of what it may bring can be secure in a God who is our refuge. And God is our strength. Listen, this, this virus, from what we can tell uh, for the vast majority of people who will get it, perhaps uh, will, will have mild or, um, or, or fairly minimal symptoms. Uh, though there are many who will face life-threatening issues, there, there are many who, who, who won't. And, and, and there are many of us who are going through these next few weeks facing all kinds of difficulties and displacement in our lives, whether it be our kids' schedules or our work schedule, as I mentioned, layoffs possibly, or, or just different dynamics that are at work in our lives, different challenges we, we're all going to face. Even, even if you were on the other side of the, you know, the toilet paper pileup and there was no more toilet paper for you, we all have, we all have hardships we're about to face over these next few weeks. And we, we need the truth that not only God is our refuge, but that God is our strength. We, we are going to come to the end of ourselves at some point, whether you come to the end of yourself with your kids, or your spouse, or your boss, and now you're not in your boss's presence, and so you can say what you really want to say to your boss and the, and the safety of your home. We're, we're all going to come to the end of our rope at some point for something. And we need to know that God is our strength. We can endure because he's there. The second part of verse 1 sums up these two assertions about God being our refuge and our strength, being our safety and our strength. It says that he is a very present help in trouble. You know, it's been said that you either um, are coming out of trouble, walking through trouble, or about to face trouble. Hardship and suffering finds all of us. And it's found all of us this week in one way, shape, or form. And in that trouble, 
Psalm 46.1 says that God is readily available and fully sufficient to help us. That's who God is. Readily available and fully sufficient to help us in our trouble no matter what it is. You see, not being afraid doesn't mean dismissing our circumstances. The, the reason that we can keep calm is not because COVID-19 is not a big deal. Not because uh, this too shall pass. The, the reason that we can keep calm, the reason we don't have to be afraid is not because we dismiss the seriousness of the situation, but because we are confident in God's power. Being confident in God's power is what enables us to, to endure and to, to rest secure in the midst of chaos. I want to ask you, what are, what are the fears that you're facing right now? Perhaps take a minute uh, here uh, to, to add uh, the comments. Some of the fears or questions that you've had in your mind. I think it's, a, uh, it's appropriate for us to, to kind of evaluate some of the things that we're thinking and feeling as we walk into these next few weeks as things kind of slow down and people have to stay home or, or there are needs that, are, that, uh, that people are going to be facing because they can't stay home. Like, what, are the, what are the fears and questions that you have? What are the things that are on your mind and that weigh heavy on your heart? Maybe it's caring for a loved one who's older. Maybe, maybe it's uncertainty about your job. Maybe, maybe there is fear of, of food security. Maybe there's questions about just how in the world you're going to make it with uh, all the kids at home and what this looks like and how work is going to get done. And what if, what if you don't get paid? What, what if the, the promise of paid sick leave isn't there and it doesn't come through, what are, the, what are the fears and questions that weigh on you? I would love to, to hear from you, but, but I want to say whatever they may be, listen to what God's word says to us. Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. Psalm 118 verses 5 through 9, out of my distress I called on the Lord and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side and is my helper. I shall look and triumph on those who hate me. It, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord to trust in princes. These are the real, this is the real hope that we have as we face our fears that God is with us. Jesus said to his disciples before he departed, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives peace do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, Jesus said. Neither let them be afraid. God is with us. God is our refuge. I, I see the, the prayer requests related to, to job security and, and, and elderly grandparents or, or parents, especially when you're away from them. Um, let's pray for one another. Let's press in to one another in these coming weeks to encourage each other to, to bear these burdens uh, with one another. And as we bear burdens together, let's remember that it's not just encouraging each other to trust God. What you need to trust God is to be reminded of the God who's worthy of your trust. God is our refuge. The second thing, look in verse four, God is with us. This really is the theme that we see throughout this passage twice in verse seven and verse 11. God is with us, we see. It says in, in verse four that there, 
is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitations of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. The, the picture of Jerusalem is a, is a picture of a, a city that, that is facing a opposition, perhaps a, a besiegement. And, and it says in the midst of that, there is within the city a river that makes glad the city of God. Remember, being about Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, this psalm is really about God who is with us, God who is present with his people. And in the midst of all of this, we see this truth that God is with us. God is in the midst of her. There is a stream that makes glad the city of God. There's two things that this tells us about God's presence, about God being with us. First thing is this, that God's presence satisfies there is a stream that makes glad the city of God. There's this contrast in, in verse 2. It says that though the, the earth gives way and the, the mountains are moved into the heart of the sea, that the waters roar and foam and the mountains tremble at its swelling, we don't have to fear because God is our refuge. But, but then notice in verse 4 that it says you have not only the, the waters roaring in verse, verses 2 and 3, but now we have this stream. The stream in the midst of God's city that makes glad his people. There is a stream. There is God's presence that, that satisfies us. And in the midst of everything going on around us, and knowing that God is with us brings us satisfaction in him. That we can turn to him and be satisfied in him. God's presence satisfies us. And then notice it says, uh, in verse 5, God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. God's presence not only satisfies, but God's presence sustains. God's presence sustains us and upholds us. It says that, that God will hold us firm, that, he will, um, that we will not be moved, and that God's presence will intervene. That God will act on our behalf at the right time. And that's the, that's the good news that we need to hear is that God intervenes and God acts when the morning dawns, at the right time, the, the idea of a city being besieged, often it would, it would be done at the time that it was least expected, perhaps at dawn when everyone was asleep. And, and here the psalmist says God shows up right when he's needed. He intervenes and he sustains us at our time of need. He will help when the morning dawns. God's presence is with us to satisfy us and to sustain us. What good news that is, that God is with us. And, you know, as I process the next few weeks, I, I think it's very, it's, it's something that we should be thinking about, the, the reality of people facing loneliness and isolation. I think of uh, many, um, many who are older in our communities are basically being told, don't go anywhere and don't let anyone come in, right? Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and so there's this real sense of isolation that's for our good. Um, and... And, and, and then there's real loneliness, perhaps, of being taken away from the, the people or the places that, that provide us a real sense of belonging. Does God have something to say to us as we fight loneliness and isolation? I think he does. He, he's here to say to us that God is with us. And perhaps God wants to use you to take the truth that God is with us and for you to be the kind of person that shows others that you're there too and that God is there and that he can satisfy, and that, that he can sustain. You know, I, I know that we are entering into a few weeks where social distancing is, is really the name of the game so that this virus doesn't spread. But here's, here's how I want to challenge you. 
I want to challenge you to, to remember over these next few weeks that people are the mission. I want you to, to think about your mission on the, the most personal and relational of terms. Who are your neighbors? Who are the people right around you? Who are your coworkers that you're displaced from? Who is your family that you're not near? And make it your goal over these coming weeks that you are going to be intentional to call and to reach out and to FaceTime and to, to check up on and to, to ask how people are doing. You know, I, I think as we think about how to make the biggest impact and to, to be God's people and God's presence in the midst of this chaotic time, I think the, the best thing we can do is be intentional in every relationship we have. Intentional to pursue and to, uh, to seek out, to ask how we can help, to, to perhaps offer a meal and make a meal to, to care for someone. Or, or maybe it's when you have to go out to the store to get something, helping somebody who has a need for something. Uh, just checking in how, how meaningful it is when we, when we are willing to just be, be willing to make ourselves available to other people. And say, I just want to know how you're doing. How can I pray for you? How can I help you? Let's be intentional to make God's presence known by ourselves being present in the lives of others. Verse, verse, verse uh, 6 continues that though the nations rage and the kingdoms totter, there's all this chaos, the Lord speaks. He utters his voice and the earth melts. Verse 6 reminds us that God gets the last word. God has the, the final say, and this is our hope as God's people, not passive indifference to a, a pandemic or, or glib dismissal of what's taking place, but humble confidence that God is with us and that he will get the last word. When, when fear rises up within our hearts, we can know that God will get the last word. We can know that God is in control. God is our refuge. God is with us. And finally, verses 8, and 11, 8 through 11, we see that God will be exalted. It, we, we need to embrace or to face our fears. We need to know that God is our refuge and that God is with us. But to embrace our mission, we need to know that God will be exalted. In verse 8, it says, Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth and made wars to cease to to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the chariots of fire. All of this is saying, look at how God is in control and how God works. He can shut down wars and bring peace. He, he undercuts the attacks of the enemy through their chariots and their spears and their, um, uh, and their, their weapons. And, and God is at work. Come behold, look at God. Be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I think over the next three weeks, but honestly at any time in our life, our greatest need is not to behold what's on Fox News or on CNN as helpful as it may be or unhelpful at times. Our greatest need is to behold God. Behold God and his wonderful works. To look at him. When, when fears arise, when uncertainty swirls in our hearts, when we're unsure and we don't know what to do, God, we look to you. That's our greatest need. We, we look to him and he's there, there to, to sustain us and there to strengthen us and there to comfort us. Come, behold the works of the Lord. Look at God. Verse, verse um, 10 comes to us as a familiar verse. Be still, still and know that I am God. Be still. Know that I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. This is God's recommended self-quarantine, right? Be still. Stop. 
It, it comes, I think we, sometimes we hear it maybe as this comforting word, be still. And, and perhaps there is a message of, uh, of comfort in this, but it's in some ways it's a rebuke that says, in your busyness and in your restlessness, stop. Be still. Some of us have been restless and worried and afraid. And I don't, I don't uh, challenge the reasons we are afraid and the reasons we are restless. But what we do when fear arises and restlessness stirs, if we look within or we look without, rather than looking up, we need this rebuke. Be still, stop, and look to God. Look to him, to the one who will be exalted. He will be exalted in the earth. He will be exalted among the nations. There are two things I want us to see as we think about this truth, that God will be exalted. How, how does it help us to embrace our mission? Two things, that we can know him and that we can make him known. Do you know him? Are you pressing into him? Over the next few weeks, this would be a great opportunity in these next three weeks to, to jump into our Bible reading plan. Forget about being behind. Just jump in on the, the week that we're currently on, week 11, I believe, and, and dig in with us to, to just read scripture, to be encouraged by God's word. We, we need to hear God's voice, and the only way we can hear God's voice is through his word. In the, in the comments section, you'll see um, a link to our Bible reading plan, as well as a Facebook page that we have that you can join uh, to be encouraged by others who are reading through God's word. Let's, let's not waste our social distancing. Let's use and leverage our social distancing to, to know God more. Be still and know that I am God. Press into him. Don't draw away from him. Don't, don't uh, waste away the time, but, but press into God to know him. And finally, to make him known. Those who, who know him and know the, the confidence and the security that God is our refuge and that God is with us and that God will be exalted, how can we not be people who make him known? I was challenged this week reading about Charles Spurgeon and the way he ministered in the midst of a cholera breakout. Uh, in England in the 1850s. Uh, it says that uh, though uh, disease and death was spreading all around him, Spurgeon was still going house to house, meeting with people in his church and people in the community who were calling for a pastor to come to them on their deathbed. And, and as he reflected on that time, he said, if there ever is a time when the mind is sensitive, it is when death is abroad. I recollect when the when I first came to London, how anxiously people listened to the gospel, for cholera was raging terribly. There was little scoffing then. I, I, I don't pretend to know how God will, will work in the midst of this pandemic of COVID-19. I, I don't know how people will respond. I, I, I do know this, though, that when we are faced with our frailty, when we are faced with the reality of, of life being a vapor here today and gone tomorrow, we are looking for an answer to sustain us in uncertainty and in our fear. And God has an answer. God has a word for us. He, he has something to say to us that, that he is there, that he is not silent, that he has spoken, that he will be exalted, and that he is holding out his arms to us and calling us to be people who, who hold out the gospel to others to, to make him known. I don't know how, but perhaps the opportunity comes as you press into a relationship in your life. 
Perhaps there's that one person that you've been praying for and, and, and seeking to share the gospel with it, that God would, would use these next few weeks, that you would, you would risk the opportunity and risk the, the conversation to press in and say, do you know, do you know, God? Do you know that your eternity is secure? Do you know what Jesus offers us when we face our fear and our uncertainty? Have you heard the gospel? I want us to be people who, who not only are confident when fears arise within our hearts, but that we are faithful when fears arise around us to hold out the hope of the gospel to others. And maybe it's a simple word in the midst of these fears. I want you to know that God is there. That God has shown himself to, to be near to us when we are afraid. And, and he did everything that was needed for us to, to know him and be secure in a relationship with him. Whether you're watching now or perhaps you watch this at some other point, I, I want to end with this question. Psalm 46 ends in verse 10 with the truth that God will be exalted. That he will make his name known. And the question that we all ask we all have to ask and answer is, do we know him? Do you know him? Do you know him so much that if, if you contract the coronavirus and your life ends, that you know for sure where you'll spend eternity? Are, are you confident that, that if life is, is gone in a moment, that, that you're secure in God? Is God safe to you? Do you know him to be your refuge and your strength? Do you know him to be your savior and your redeemer? It's, it's as simple as this. God's word says to us that we can know him because God has made himself known to us. We don't have to go around searching or trying to, to do enough good so that God will accept us. But the confidence that we can have that we can know God is that God made us to know him. He made us to have a relationship with him. And the bad news in all of this is that, that we've gone our own way. We've done our own thing and tried to do it in our own strength and our own wisdom. The Bible calls it sin when we, when we reject God and we run away from him and we try to do life on our own. But, but God says that, that he doesn't leave us going our own way, but that he pursues us. He came in the person of Jesus and took on human flesh and lived amongst us. He lived a life that none of us have ever lived in perfect obedience to God. And the Bible says that he died the death that we deserve to die because of our, our sin and our rebellion against him. And that death wasn't the final word, but that Jesus got up from the grave. There's an empty uh, hole and the tomb in, uh, outside of Jerusalem because Jesus arose from the dead and he defeated sin. What, what has conquered our hearts, he defeated in his death and resurrection. And the Bible says if we would just turn from our way and trust in him, that we would know him that he won't turn us away and he won't put us to shame. And so if that's you, I, I pray that you would take that step. Uh, there'll be a link in the comments that you can go to our, our website and, and connect with us or, or, or learn more about what it means to, to know God. We want you to take that step to trust in him. And, and we want God's people to be confident and secure in the reality of knowing God. To embrace our mission, we must understand that God will be exalted. And we have to ask ourselves, will we be a part of exalting him in the midst of uncertain and fearful times? He's calling us to. He's, he's inviting us in to the work of making him known. And verse 11 ends this way in Psalm 46. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
our ever-present help, our ever-present provider, our ever-present protector, our ever-present God. He is with us. God is our refuge. He is with us. Therefore, we don't have to fear, even COVID-19. God is with us. We don't have to retreat or be silent, even though COVID-19 spreads. We can know him. We can make him known. God will be exalted. As we approach these next few weeks as a church, and perhaps uh, many of our friends uh, that are joining us, as you approach this in your communities, let's not let fear have the final say in our hearts. Let's let God have the final say. Let's know that he is our refuge and know that he is with us. And then look around us. Get personal. Get relational. I I know you might have to stay home. You need to practice a healthy distance from others. And we need this virus to stop spreading. But don't miss the opportunity as our hearts are most uncertain and most fearful to point them to the God who is there and is our refuge. Seek people out. Move towards people. The church has always been at its best when the the world rages, when the world is filled with fear and uncertainty, that God's people can stand in the midst of it, not with a dismissal of the circumstance or, or an indifference to what's going around them, but a humble and certain confidence that God is on the throne and that he is in control and we can trust him. Let that be your confidence wherever you find yourself and then leverage your life and move towards others in the midst of fear and uncertainty to make him known. That's what I'm praying God uses us to do as a church here in Ann Arbor. That's what I'm praying that God allows us to do with one another in the midst of this time. I want to pray for us and wrap up our time. I'm so thankful for you joining us this morning. As I mentioned at the beginning uh, of this time, if you are in this area and you're looking for a church or connected, looking to get connected, we would love uh, to hear from you. Fill out uh, the link, the connection card to, uh, to do so, and we will follow up with you. To all our friends who are joining us, to my church family, know uh, that I love you, that I'm praying for God to work in the midst uh, of these coming weeks uh, so that we might know him and that we might make him known together as his people. Let's pray.